You are now listening to an uncut, unedited version of the recording after the latest episode of the You Run Podcast Horror Movie Review. So yeah, that was a that was a solid episode. I enjoyed that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about Creature of the Black Lagoon and its universe that it comes from. Um, yeah, it I, really, I really well. got me excited about it. To be honest with you, something I didn't expect to be doing talking about films from the 1950s. No, honestly, I thought it was going to be dog shit. I was genuinely yeah. shocked at how good it was. Um, I actually got a message. You know, we done um, so we do this show every week. So last week I got a message going, "You edited the show." I, was like, oh, I fucking didn't. They're like, you did. Mark was talking, then you were like, okay, bye, see you later. Mark was like, yeah, see you later. And I was like, no. (laughs) And then I had to explain that, obviously, when we're talking, we can see each other. Yeah. So you could see last week that my baby monitor's going, and I'm holding the monitor, and I'm doing, like, the cut notion across my neck. And then it's like, bye, got to go. But apparently that sounded really off. Man, the thing is as well, like you've got to remember when we do this, we come in here, we record the show, we cancel, we used to just turn the cameras off and we just used to spitball and talk shit for a good hour or so. Now all we do is leave the cameras recording. I mean, me and you, we speak to each other daily. There isn't yeah. a day that goes by where we don't message each other. So if it gets to a point in the night where I'm like, oh shit, man, my wife's telling me I need to get in now, it's getting late. I don't have that conversation with you. It's a case of, right, dude, I'm off, I'll speak to you tomorrow. And I just yeah. that out. So there yeah. is no there is no politenesses between us both. It's a case of yeah, speak to you later in a bit. Yeah, exactly that. So yeah, no, I didn't edit the episode. So thank you very much for for your comment. But no, I didn't. Um, and me, me and Mark do talk genuinely. I think I speak to Mark more than I speak to Lisa. Yeah, I speak to you numerous times throughout the day. Um, and some of the conversations are strange. I'm yeah. not going to lie, but we do talk every day. <laughs> Yeah, any of the conversations stranger now that you know that a lot of the time I'm texting you, I'm dressed as I am now, topless. Yeah, you're still riding this topless thing, aren't you? I think it looks good. I quite like rocking my tats on the on the podcast. It's good. I've got <laughs> terrible tan lines, though. Have you been wearing a vest, can I ask? No, I haven't been wearing a vest. I just It looks like you've been wearing a vest a little bit. It does a little bit, yeah. Look, I'm wearing like an 80s tank top. I'm wearing, the, I'm wearing the top from A Nightmare on Elm Street that Johnny Depp wears. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I wanted to talk about this week, Dark Harvest. So Dark Harvest, I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, but Dark Harvest was rumoured to be going head-to-head with Halloween Kills. I was right. It's now got on a release date of the 23rd of September. When's Halloween Kills out? October. Uh, they pulled, it, they, they pulled it forward. So they didn't go head to head with it. And they've released the plot details and they're sticking to the book plot. And I'm fucking pumped. Right. So can you just run me through this again? Because I know how passionate you are about this project and I know very, very little. So just explain it to me again. Okay. So if I give you the story of the book, this will give you an idea of where the movie is. So there's a little town in Midwest America somewhere that's set in the 1960s. And there's a curse placed on this town. And no one could leave this town. You're stuck in this town. A bit like Silent Hill, if you will. A little bit. Um, every Halloween, a character called October Boy or Jack, Jack Jacksaw Tooth or Jack Toothsaw. Well, I can't remember what his other name is. That sounds better than October Boy. I yeah, mean, he, he rises from the cornfield. 
and the boys of the town, the girls aren't allowed to take place, only the boys, the boys of the town go out to hunt him before he reaches the church. Now, if they, whoever kills him, whoever kills October Boy gets to leave the town and their family gets given a new house, no bills for a year and a new car. Think the Hunger Games, but hunting a monster. And now, this monster, is this like um, a battle royale kind of situation where he takes out the kids in the process? Or Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's a full-on slasher. He will massacre anyone who gets in his way and get into the church. Right, OK. So it's not just a case of some sort of weird little fairy no. creature that they have to capture. He is a case of he is savagely working his way through these kids to get to the church. Yeah. Now, spoiler alert, because I don't know how they're going to portray this in the film. The kicker of this is... The kid who escapes the town. So if every year so far, October boy has been killed. He's never reached the church. Every year he dies. And the winner gets to leave the town. The truth is the winner never gets to leave the town. The winner is sacrificed and becomes the following year's October boy. All right, that's cool. If they do this right, and it's got an R rating, if they do this right, this could be an annual Halloween movie. I'm so excited. What do you think the longevity is on something like that, though? Because it's a very much... Uh... It's short. Three movies? I'd take a trilogy of this. Right. Um, I don't yeah, think... I, I think this would be a bit... Uh, I think I'd like to see it as a standalone. I don't think they'll wrap the whole book in one movie. I hope they don't do the cutting it into a trilogy thing. And... No, so the, the book spans, from memory, it's been a long time since I've read it, the book spans two Halloweens. Right. Oh, so they could do year one and year two. Yeah. Which, which would make sense. Yeah, and I, I think that would work for me. And there's kind of a, a prequely bit that you get in like a, like a prologue in the book before you start, which gives you like a little bit of history. There's not enough there to make a movie. But they could flesh it out if they wanted to, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they could. And Depending on success. The book is brutal. I mean, we're talking like he will cut down eight teens in seconds and they're creating elaborate traps and working as teams to take him down, but then at the same time going after each other because only one person can get out of the town. Can you give me a little bit of backstory on, on his sort of stature and appearance? What does he look like? Is he like Sam from Trick or Tree or is he... No. It, it, uh, think about eight and a half, nine foot tall, scarecrow style man with a giant flaming pumpkin head. He's a scary fucking guy. Did Tim Burton write this? Mm. That, that's where you need to go. Think the pumpkin monster or think that... The opening Jack of Skellington, night. but with a flaming pumpkin head. Exactly that. Right, okay. And a massive knife or various other weapons he uses within the book. And not, oh, adverse, not adverse to picking a child up and ripping them limb from limb with his bare hands either. And that's this year, and it's a mm -hmm. cinematic release. It's not streaming anywhere. It's no, going straight to cinema. Straight to cinema. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. I mean, we'll, I, you seem that passionate about it. There's no doubt we're probably going to do it for the show. I think I tipped it as movie for the year. I think I'd be a coward if I didn't follow it through. I just hope I'm not sat there going, yeah, 
Um, how how far into sort of dates is it that we get a really, get an idea of what we're going to do with certifications? So I mean, that's September. We are now what? Is is they've already rate? confirmed it's going to be an R. Oh, so they have already said so mm -hmm. that's going to be an R rating. R rated. Apparently, it's being directed and and shot as an R rated movie. Do we know the director? Is he? Uh, is yeah. He so previous? the oh, hold on one second. I can do this as we're on the after bit. I can go to Google. Dark Harvest Film. Uh, where are we? Director, 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 director. So the director is David Slade, who directed Hard Candy, 30 Days oh, of that Night. cool, man. Have you seen Hard Candy? Yeah, really good. Um, he done 30 Days of Night. Which is awesome. Uh, oh, okay, now we might gloss over that. We've done Twilight Eclipse, which I'm sure Heather will be thrilled about. Dude, man, she'll come for you. You know she will. <laughs> she will. Uh, he done a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad, a uh, couple of episodes of Hannibal. Um, I love Hannibal so much. A uh, couple of say a couple of episodes of American Gods. That's also very arty and very cool. Yeah, he's, he's a, so he works. He works closely with Brian Fuller then, because Brian Fuller does both American Gods and Hannibal. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Brian Fuller's involved actually. Let's have a look. Brian. That would be interesting if he was. No, he's not. No. No, he's not. But yeah, I, I think we've got a decent shot at getting something good with him. I mean, that's a, that's an impressive backlog of. Um, if he goes the same sort of route as he's done with Hard Candy and Thirty Days of Night, this could be very, very brutal. Yeah. Yeah, because Hard Candy is the Elliot Page film with the paedophile. The dude, the dude from the country and she? Yeah, yeah, and I like that. That's where she she basically, as opposed to the paedophile being the predator, it's the child who's the predator of the paedophile. It's a really good film. Yeah, spoiler alert: she cuts his dick off. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert: it's a really, really hard film to watch. It's films like that that I find the hardest to watch. Like really close quarters, very torturous but it's just uh it's a one-on-one -on -one torture revenge story and the full film plays out contained within sort of almost like one room or one building um there's a lot of you've done this you've done that and and and, and yeah it's, it's hard stuff like that to get through i think there's another film me and lisa watched that i can't remember what it was called but there's a a guy who kidnapped and killed this couple's son and they catch the guy and they take him back to the, like this, this room and they torture him. They do horrific things to him to try and find out what happened to their son. And it gets around to like the end of the film and it wasn't him. You're not thinking of prisoners, are you? No, it's not prisoners. But Pris they get prisoners is cool like that, though. That's a similar sort of thing where the kids go missing and they get the guy who played um, the Riddler in the new Batman. It's got... It's got um, Hugh Jackman. Um, no, uh, no, I've seen that though. No, it's not that one. I know which one you mean. Yeah, that's but a yeah. similar sort of premise, though. Yeah, it's very similar. So it's like that, but they torture this guy to the point where he is going to die, and they have the realization of, oh, it's not him. And then there's this whole dilemma of what they do with him now, because the, they, they are torturers and murderers. Yeah, so if they take him for medical attention, the chances is he'll survive. They will go to prison. 
but he knows he's given them enough information. They can go and get the correct person now. So right. do they let him die and cover it up to go and get that person? What would you do? I would probably cover it up and go and get the person who kidnapped and killed my son. Yeah, at this point, I've got nothing to lose. Man. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm going to prison anyway. I'm fucking in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> Stephen Mulhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting segment on his show, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, wouldn't it just? Uh, do you know, he, he's one of the few people who just drives me wild. He annoys me so much. Yeah, he's very cringe, and he's one of those people where if I see him and he's doing his show, as funny as I find him for a penny and for a pound on TV, it's like sometimes I'm just like, oh, I have to get up and leave. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> no, and for any of our American listeners, he kind of epitomizes the over the top, cheesy host of a show, but he owns it to the point where he is fully self aware that it's way over the top and stupid. And he pushes yeah. it just that little bit further and it just grates on me so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit too far, isn't it? Yeah. I, he's, he's not my cup of tea. He's really, really not. No, no. Uh, what do you think to the new announcement that they're going to be a new uh, Sleep Hollow thing? Um, I'm in two minds of this because originally when I saw it, I, I said it was going to be a prequel, but it's not. I don't know much about it. I just saw the article from Bloody Disgusting to say that it was coming up. Yeah, so um, I thought it was going to be a prequel, but apparently it's a straight reboot. I, I'm okay with that, though, to be fair. What Tim Burton did and his campy, his campy Tim Burton way was, um, was great for what it is. But to try and pick up from that would only be achievable by Tim Burton. And unless he was involved and the original cast were involved, you would struggle to be able to follow on from that story that he, create, that he created back when he did. Yeah, because um, they'd done a series of Sleepy Hollow as well. Have you seen that? Wasn't it like the Headless Horseman in modern day and shit? Uh, yeah. So, it's uh, like a police procedural kind of thing with it. Yeah, so Ichabod Crane had been resurrected from the dead along with the horseman, and they go and solve, he solves crimes with the detective to track down the horseman and other people who knew who the horseman was. That sounds fucking diabolical, man. It's fucking terrible. Um, it had a crossover, so me and Lisa watched a series called Bones. Have you ever seen that? And I got the dude from Buffy, Buffy. Angel. Yeah. No. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, the woman who's who he calls Bones. She's a, a forensic anthropologist. And oh, she's, she's called, called Bones. That's not her name, but he calls her Bones because she works with Bones. Oh, okay. This is where we are with it. This is the kind of level we're at. Um, She solves crimes by looking at phones, and they had a crossover season with Sleepy Hollow when Sleepy Hollow first launched. It is the most uncomfortable bit of uncomfortable hour of TV I've ever watched. Oh, so they just did an episode, it was a season. Uh, No, Sleepy Hollow done an episode, but before they launched, the characters from Sleepy Hollow cameoed in bones which up until this point was a very oh, right i'm with you now straight laced yeah. forensic police investigation style thing and then and they then, brought these characters in as an introduction before giving them their own series yeah you get this guy like spouting old english and talking about myths and monsters in like a crime lab it's like the fuck is going on yeah you see they did that with the uh, constantine tv series 
and he had the Liverpoolian accent. Um, do you know what it is? Do you know what I find really, really strange? It's like I watch a lot of films, I watch a lot of TV. When you hear an English accent on an American sitcom, it sounds so fucking crazy. And his accent is genuinely, usually, uh, genuinely more that more more times than not, authentic. Yeah, we in, sound in how... contrast to everybody else. It's so fucking jarring, man. It's weird. Yeah, so we sound how Heather portrays us when we're put in a series with Americans. We sound like, oh hello, I'd love a cup of tea. Yeah, but we don't know. That's the thing. We don't talk like that. But when you slam next to an American, you automatically just. It sounds like that. It's weird, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it makes me wonder. So obviously I've got True Crime with Heather. It makes me wonder if when people in the States listen to me and Heather, they listen to Heather's Southern accent. And then every time I go, oh, hello, do they just crack up laughing? <laughs> Am I the comedic relief on that show? You might possibly. I don't know, man. If you're going for comedic relief against Heather, I think you might lose that battle. That woman is uh, hilarious. Oh, God, she, she's such a star. Have you listened to the Ed Gein episode yet? No, because I'm having trouble with the um, uploads. On I listen to all my stuff on CastBox when I very rarely get the chance to listen to anything. I don't even listen to our own show, man. So. No, I tried um, to, but I haven't caught it yet. Yeah, okay. Uh, on that, Heather goes on a rant about uh, Ed Gein kept uh, nine vulvas in a box and Heather's right. Heather's rant on vulvas is probably the funniest 10 minutes of podcasting I've ever been involved in and I just sat there stunned okay yeah I will I will make sure I get that listened to in the next couple of days yeah and when uh, an extended cut so extended cut for that episode Heather Heather gives us the there's an Ed Gein musical and Heather gives us her rendition of what she thinks is in that musical. There's actually an Ed Gein musical? There is. And Heather sings the songs from that musical? Or she uh, just... No, Heather made her own song for that musical, which had me in hysterics for quite some time. Okay, then that's definitely worth checking out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I come up with one which wasn't as funny, but I thought it was good. Like you do singing on the episode? Uh, do you want to hear, do you want to hear the Ed Gein, Ed Gein song I come up with? I really don't know. Uh, I'm going to share it anyway. He's got a Volvo in a box. He's got a Volvo in a cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, man, leave the scene to Heather. Yeah, Heather's definitely got it down. Oh, <laughs> Matt, just tell you what, I am so hot, it's untrue. I can see you, man. I can see you. You have no top on. It's weird. Uh, no top on, and I've kind of got like always like this like painted on gloss effect. Yeah, it's a strange vibe you've got going on this evening, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's, I, it's not going to be a regular recording thing, this. I'm not just going to rock up shirtless every week and go, hello. No, if you if you could refrain from doing it in the future, I'd really... <coughs> I'm just opening just... this beer, man. It's an 8% Double Hairs IPA. 8%? My wife bought, yeah, my wife bought me like a few beers. It was recently our wedding anniversary, so she bought me like a few really nice beers. How many years? Four. And how many years were you with her before? We've been together now for 14 years. Fucking hell. 14 years, man. That's a stint, isn't it? Uh, that, yeah. The, you're, halfway, you're halfway through a murder sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's a long time. A long time, man, we've been married. Well, we yeah, haven't so... been married. We've been together. Four years we've been married. Getting on for 14, 15 years we've been together. Um, she's all right. She'll do. 
Yeah. <laughs> at, this, at this point, she'll do. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, so our wedding's been cancelled again, mm-hmm. which sucks. Fuck, Massively. Sucks. I tell you, the last two fucking years have not been good to you and Lisa, have they? No, so we cancelled the wedding. So uh, for people who are listening, I've referred to her as my wife because, as far as I'm concerned, she is. She has been for a long time. But yeah, to me, she is your wife. Yeah, to to me, she's my wife, and the way she talks to me, she's definitely my wife. She is the show's wife. That's good enough for me. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we were due to get married in 2020. Uh. Yeah, 2020. We were due to get married in May 2020. Um, and then COVID decided to fuck that up. And in true bloke style, I went, no, I'd be gone in six months. Yeah, I think that's worry. the same opinion everybody has. Yeah, don't worry about it. So we'll book it for Christmas. So we moved it to Christmas that year. It got to like July time. I was like, I don't know if this is going. Let's move it again. So we moved it to August of this year. Um, we got to, well, we're, we're there. We would have been married. And um, yeah our venue decided to go bust and in turn take all of my money, which I still haven't got back, which still grates on me. All the other suppliers have been great and give my money back. So thank you for that. But yeah, the venue royally fucked me over. Yeah, man. It's one of those, you've just got to draw a line under it and move on, aren't you? Otherwise you just spend every day waking up bitter and angry. It's, it's not worth it, man. There's no amount of money in the world that's going to make you that fucking, that's no, worth yeah. that kind of stress and hassle. I mean, I'm annoyed. Lisa at the time was devastated, which made me very angry. I was very pissed off. But now we've 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 accepted it. I mean, we're going to have a really nice. We've got we've we've got our honeymoon. What would have been our honeymoon? We're still going on. So we're going to we're going to milk Where the shit going? out of that. Uh, we're going to Turkey for two weeks. Oh, nice. Where about some Turkey estate? Uh, I can't remember the name of the town outside Antalya somewhere. I'm asking you like I know Turkey very well. I've been to Olodanese once. And that's as far as my turkey knowledge goes. So we've done turkey a couple of times. I love turkey. I, I love it because it's it's the only place I've ever been where everyone is so laid back and relaxed and friendly. And you don't get, there's no one, everywhere I went in Turkey, not once did I ever feel that someone was trying to sell me something or push me to do something. It was just like, it's just so chilled. It's, it's like, it's almost like no one gives a fuck. Yeah, it's great. And if I say it's great, even like hotel reception, you need like an extra pillow. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll sort it out. Literally, you never get that pillow though. Yeah, no, literally nobody cares. It's it's a no. lovely place to go. Um, so yeah, we're going there. We're going two weeks there, um, and then we're going to look at getting married. Maybe twenty twenty four, twenty twenty three. Depends on money. Are you still wanting to do the big wedding thing, or? Uh, At this point, you kind of passed it now, and just think, let's just fucking get it done. I've been married before. Um, so this will be my third, third attempt. Are you sure you want to wear this yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I so you are basically much. at this point, you are Ross from Friends. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I've been married twice before. Um, first time I got married, I was very, very young. So I got married, uh, I was 18 when I got married. Fucking hell, really? Yeah, so I got, the first time around I got married, I was married in Mexico. Of all oh, places. Cool, yeah, yeah. Married in Mexico and then the following year went on a lad's holiday to Mexico, no longer being married. Wow, it was that short-lived. It was. And, and the reasons for it, I'll discuss off the air. I won't discuss those on the air because that, that's that's not fair. We, we, <laughs> we, we, we fell out over many, many, many things. Um, but I, I got my daughter. 
<laughs> so my eldest daughter come from my first marriage. She's um, well, she now 19 and she's in the Royal Navy. She is indeed. Um, and then I got married again um, and I've got Kane from that marriage. And that marriage reached a point where, you know, when you get to a point where you're just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. We, we were going through the motions and we both were very aware of it. And we had a conversation of basically we are just going through the motions. This is fucking stupid. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, that was that was the end of that. And then I met Lisa. So I met Lisa on a <laughs> I went on a works night out um, to Southampton. Um, it was a Christmas do. I'd done all day in the pub, all afternoon in the casino, then went to stand up comedy, then went to some more pubs and then met Lisa in a nightclub at three in the morning. Me and, Lisa, me and Lisa stood outside the nightclub till about half past eight the following morning, talking. Jesus, man. Um, I then went home because I got literally picked up by the guys who were leaving the hotel, picked me up at, outside the club because they'd gone home at like 11 o'clock and left me. You know, when you get you really just dr- still there the next day. Yeah, you know when you get really drunk and you get abandoned or you get lost? Let's call it lost. You get broken from the group and you become that this lone drunk person ambling around a strange town? No, you see, I'm I'm an early retirer, so I'll get to the point where I'll pink... I'm a pink panther. I'm commonly known as the pink panther. Oh, so I'll get to a certain ends. point, yeah, I'll get to a certain point in the night and I'm like, I'm old, I've had do-do, enough. Do-do. Yeah. do 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 I can imagine that is what they all sing when they realise I've gone. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm not. I am the guy who, when everyone else is gone, I, I've gone to buy a round of drinks. I come back and gone, where's everybody gone? I'm that guy. Yeah, I'm the opposite of that guy. I'm like, oh, no, I'm done now. Bedtime. So yeah, I, I got picked up outside the nightclub the following morning um, and driven home. Uh, me and Lisa exchanged numbers, got talking. I come down the following weekend and then, yeah. Everything kind of went from there. Six months later, I'd moved down here. Wow. Um, and yeah, yeah, the rest is history. We've been together creeping on to a decade now. How many kids have you and Lisa got together? Uh, we've got two together. Uh, so we've got my, my son from my second marriage lives with us. Uh, Lisa's got a son from her a previous relationship. He's the same age. Um, so there's a month between those two. And then we've got a little boy and a little girl who are four and six. Nice. nice. Yeah. Happy so we've families. got. So you yeah, are pretty much married, mate. Really, let's be honest. Uh, uh, the only thing I'm going to get when we get married is a fucking great big bill and a bit of paper to say that Lisa can officially take half of everything if we ever split. <laughs> yeah, that is all it entails. It's all it entails because nothing changed for us when we got married. We've been, like I said, we've been married four years now. We got married in Italy, um, which is absolutely fucking beautiful. Like one of one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had, but oh man, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, the thing is, everything's expensive now. I I don't know if the rest of the world are having this kind of cost of living increase that we're having in the UK, but fuck, man, we're being shafted left, right, and centre. Yeah, massively, absolutely massively. It just seems like everything is just relentlessly. Oh, you have to pay this bill. Oh, you have to pay this bill. Oh, this is a new bill for this reason, and this is another bill we're going to add on because you have that bill there. <laughs> yeah, like, oh. and me and Mark both work in construction, and we'll both tell you now that when we turn around to our customers and go, 
our prices have gone up, they go, the fuck they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's, it's dire. It really is to try and compete with, with other with other trades in the industry at the moment and just people in general, like there's been a big, big flux of people spending a lot of time working from home, which is very naive to the situation. But I mean, I'm a joiner. My sole trade is working with wood. Wood has doubled, if not tripled in price since mm. January, since January. Yeah. Since January. So for, as a, as a context, so imagine a piece of a length. I'm not even going to go into like specific four by twos yeah. and all the rest of it, just a length of wood. A length yeah. of wood you would buy. They say that costs you like eight pound. Like as a trade, I used to get that stuff for like four pound. Even as a tradie now, I'm paying like 18 pound a length or some of that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like, and you try and justify that to people, they explain to them, like, oh, your prices are high. It's like, well, my prices are high because of Russia. And they're like, nah, that's just on the news. I'm like, yeah, it's on the news, but that's actual life. I know it's on your telly, but that's really affecting me and my trade at the moment. Yeah, the thing is, I think, I mean, I'm guilty of this as well. So for since COVID hit, I have worked at home. I have I have been sat at my desk where I am now, and this is where I live. I live in my conservatory pretty much every day of the week, unless I'm out on site. And it's a really, I don't know if other people who are home working find this, it's a really strange existence. So for me, all my life up until two years ago, I got up every morning. I got showered, I got dressed, I went to work, wherever that was. I went to an office of some description. I worked there till a set time and then I come home and then my home life started. Home working, there's no divide now. Yeah. So I still get up, get showered, get dressed and then I come and sit down here. But like, I help with the kids getting ready for school and I hear all of that and I like, I'll go out there and like make sure people have got their shoes on and like some days I'll go pick the kids up from school or drop them off or and then when they come in, I'll get them a snack or, or all that kind of stuff that I never done before. And for me, I love home working. I work more now than I did before because I tend to start earlier and I'll work at like when the kids have gone to bed, I'll do a couple of hours work, which I never done before. So for like from a company point of view, the company I work for are getting an absolute fucking deal. But for me, it's perfect. I get so much more time in my family. It's lovely. Yeah, you see, I'm the complete opposite to you. Obviously, I love my family and I love my home life. But, like, I run my own construction company. So I usually work on site nine to five like everybody else. Well, well I don't. I work eight till five every day. And that is how it always has been up until the first initial lockdown where we spent six months to the best part of a year. I mean, my wife was pregnant throughout the first lockdown um and we just bunkered down we didn't know what this virus was and what this pandemic was going to do so we was like you're heavily pregnant you're not getting it we're not seeing anybody you're not going yeah, anywhere you're staying you're, put. you're in a bubble now until this baby comes um and we sort of lived a very strict life of isolation for a long period of time and then going back to work was really fucking jarring when i first did it and i was like man this is it's strange being back out in the wild <laughs> how do you find it now because like we are one of the few countries that's kind of uh, we've kind of done what British people do. We've kind of reached a point and go, do you know what? Just fucking get on with it. Um, yeah, which is to be honest with you, the right attitude to have. I mean, it's just a fucking cold, isn't it? At this point, no offense to anybody who works in the industry who has had to suffer the implications of 
hospital to hospitality industry and all the rest of it i mean i know this has affected a lot of people very very seriously but it's like it's just got to a point now where it's like we have to just get on with it and just yeah. get back to normal because this is financially causing a lot of issues throughout the economy yeah well i mean i've got it now and this is the second third maybe the third time i've had it and i'm not bad with the first time i was you, you spoke to me first time i had it i was like i thought i was on death's door it was awful yeah i mean but, i remember the first time i had it i was in bed for like three days i was fucked yeah but now um, it's it, it's not as bad and i don't know if that's my body's just kind of used to it, it is, now yeah. and it, it's just something that will become just yeah something just we a all common cold man yeah it's just a human immune system has built up a tolerance and now it will just be a sniffle and a cough for you when you yeah. get it next time yeah until we get monkeypox it's the new <sighs> one there is this a new one we're going to have to contend with now? Is, is this, why I'm going to have to shut my doors for another six months? Yeah, th- this is next. So the, the funny thing is, I'm sure you saw all the memes about like the aliens watching Earth, the series. No. Have you not? So there's a, there's a series of memes where it's like aliens watching Earth, and it's like, this season on Earth, coronavirus. <laughs> and then it's like we had the the murder hornets. It's like there's like memes of aliens going, "Tell what these fucking murder hornets! This this season's fucking awesome. Who saw those coming?" <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. But that's what it feels like, man. It does feel like that. It's so strange. It's so strange. I mean, yeah. I've never experienced anything like this in my entire life. No, but, uh... well, Lisa does caring for the elderly. Um, and one of the people she cares for remembers the Blitz and likened the first lockdown to that. The Blitz is in the Bobbins. Yeah. Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. She, she likened it to that. It was a case of there was, you, you, there was government announcements where it's like, you will not go out. You will not do anything. You will fucking stay put. She said it was just, it was so reminiscent of that for her. That's so strange, man, because that's exactly what it is like. And it's the panic buying and the way that, man, it's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. It's a, it's a period in my life that I never, ever for one second anticipated experiencing. No. And, and all the shit we've watched in the horror genre and the zombie genre and all the rest of it and the stuff that we see play out on screen. How like, long wow. before we get a coronavirus horror movie? I've seen, I've seen one of them. Um, oh, is that called? the one where they've all got tags? Uh, they've got like immune cards if they're immune. I think I've seen that one. No, it was like some really weird, fucking, stupid shit that came out when the pandemic first hit. Um, it was like called Corona Zombies or something like that. It was basically, it was so strange, man. It was a really weird film. Do you know like the um, Mystery Tour Three Thousand where they take like mashups from like. Um, 70s and 60s films and they do have a double and stuff like that yeah it was basically like that but then they just slapped the coronavirus tag on it they're taking like a group of unlicensed films like <coughs> like dawn of the dead and stuff like that is like unlicensed now so you can yeah. play that for free on any tv it's like they gathered up a load of stuff like that intertwined all the scenes and then just bang the coronavirus title on top of it it was a proper cash grab i'm not gonna lie to you it's massive cash grab it was really oh, okay. insensitive at the time um it's strange. That, I'll try and find it when this episode comes out and I'll send you the link for it. It's weird. The thing is, though, it could easily be done. It could easily be made into a horror movie, but I wouldn't go the route of making the virus the, the horror. You could go, 
So you could take the idea of the coronavirus and take it in some really dark places with people being locked down with people they really don't want to be fucking locked down with. Yeah, so you've got basically like a purge kind of situation. Almost, but vice versa. So you're locked in with someone who you could go almost like the the domestic violence route of having a an abusive partner who you avoid through the day through work and then you hope when they come in they're too drunk to not bother you and well, then there was go a big thing about how how domestic violence has increased in tenfold through the pandemic and things like that it's like, which is fucking horrific i don't it is it is, it is it's, it's i've sin. never been able to fathom how i maybe this maybe what i'm about to say is a very sexist thing and i apologize if i upset anyone but i was brought up that you do not hit ladies and I don't think that's a, a sexist thing to say. I, I would never hit a lady, not because I don't think they could take it, because I'm pretty sure they couldn't. I'm pretty sure if I hit Lisa, it'd probably be the last thing I ever fucking done. But I just don't think a man should strike a woman. I don't think a woman should strike a man either. But for there to be people who actually live that day in, day out, I just, I genuinely, I find that scarier than any fucking horror movie going agreed 100 man that is yeah it's and, insane that people live a life like that and justify their actions the way they do um it's, it's genuinely terrifying genuinely terrifying um it's it's it really really is horrifying to know that people do live this and do live this daily and especially in a situation like this in a pandemic where people are locked home daily and they have to then contend with not being able to escape this kind of abuse because people like that and in that situation they can't escape that level of abuse it's no. something that they have to deal with daily for one reason or another and it's as simple as saying oh well you just leave him or you leave her or you do it's like it, that's not it, it's not as that simple is, as that and no and it's I, not i i know that and i've mentioned it briefly on other shows i've been in a i've been on the receiving end of a domestic of a violently domestic relationship and i've always taken that as a i'll be honest at the time it was kind of like a, oh well yeah I, i'm a i'm a big boy i can yeah. take it was kind of the attitude i had and i've never made a big thing about it, and i've never made a song and dance about i had someone who once hit me around the face with a frying pan it fucking sucked just for the record <laughs> Yeah, that sounds painful, man. <laughs> it was, and I never made a big thing about it. It was just something that I tolerated for a period in my life within that relationship and then went, you know what, this is not for me. And then we, we split, I up and left. And at no point was I, I wouldn't say I was scared of this person. It wasn't like I fucking was terrified of coming home. But it was tolerable to be able to put up with it and you shouldn't yeah, have to. exactly that. And I think that's how a lot of people end up in violent situations like that that it doesn't start as this kind of full-on every day you get in from work you get a kick in it's little things that that build and build and build and there's a point where you go do you know what this is fucking just a joke now yeah and i think it's easier as a man and i'm not going to shrink as a man to walk away from that i think that's easier for a man to do that than it is for a woman 
I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know and I wouldn't like to pass judgment on it. I've never been in that sort of situation, nor do I ever wish to be in that no. situation. No, and I, I don't wish anyone to be in that situation. It's a horrible situation to, to be in. That was a very, very, very political way to handle that, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neutral, but, but, neutral Mark, opinions on everything. Mark, Mark just went, I am not getting cancelled today. No, no, I, I have very choice opinions on things that I could have said for all that conversation that I have choose to skirt over. Well, which and is absolutely, absolutely fine. Um, I think we've pretty much wrapped today. Yeah. We, we've given literally no horror movie news again. No, but it was a little bit less um, childlike than our previous episode, which featured numerous the last episode i apologize to everyone me and mark had quite a bit to drink by the time we'd finished h4 yeah yeah because i was already nervous before starting that episode so i was like i was like oh shit man i've got to take on this role i'm gonna i'm gonna fluff it i'm gonna do this so i drank heavily before we even started but not that was a long episode do you not think i was nervous i was you nervous why was I nervous? Because I was pre-beering going, I'm going to have to battle with every fucking thing he says and I don't want to fall out with him. How do I do this diplomatically? <laughs> <laughs> and then I did your job for you. Yeah, you did. And then you put me through um, through our broken spirit. I didn't put you through anything, man. You absolutely fucking nailed it. Yeah, I did. I just, just wanted to make you hear, hear you say it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole uh, and also just for the record now I feel that I am free now to hit you with another quiz in coming episodes is that how it works is it how many more episodes have we got coming up this season what we've got left uh, I'm not entirely sure uh, in fact I will have a quick look now I'm not giving names of episodes away because that will excite people too much so let's have a look see what we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Shit, we're nearly at the end. Six, six episodes to go. Six episodes left to go. We've got across those it's six been episodes. An extensive, an extensive season. We, I say we. This is my first season, so we usually you only do how many episodes per season? Ten. Ten. We've been, been ten. Yeah, so we're on to today is episode seventeen. So we got 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yeah, 23. 23, because we threw in a couple of extras this this season. So, so yeah, it's, it's it's a lot. We've got some good guests coming up as well. So we've got a Skellington fan, or Skelly, and, and her daughter, Nightmare Films, Juliet. They're both on the show. Um, very, that, very looking forward to that episode. I'm absolutely pumped for that episode. Uh, we've got one of my friends, Tom, who's coming on for an episode. That's going to be an interesting episode. Uh, we've got Mr. Tazzy for our, our bonus episode, which is episode 23, uh, which is the franchise head-to-head. I'm pumped yes. for that as well. Yeah. See, that's going to be difficult because I'm not dedicated enough. If we get a franchise such as a Friday's, oh, or I'm pretty I'm only sure. so many episodes into each one, so I, I will not be trying to burn through like seven or eight films for that episode. <laughs> See, I'm pretty sure we're going to get Halloween which and I, you have you already have your resident expert in tow. Exactly. And I've got a feeling we might get Halloween and Friday the 13th. And if Nightmare on Elm Street comes third, I may make the executive decision, as I know Mr. Tazzy is a Friday boy and I'm a Nightmare boy, we may do it three ways. 
oh, you've got the best of all three then, really, haven't you? Yeah, it all depends on how... I mean, if Nightmare goes out first round, I can't then justify putting that in to the final. That's not how it works. But we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, and then we've also got uh, on Mental Week, which is shortly before our finale, uh, we've got the long-awaited return of Heather Silman to the horror movie review. I can't believe it's taken us almost 20 episodes to get to Heather's return. I've held Heather back. I've held Heather back from earlier episodes because I think when she finally gets on the show, she's got so much to say. Yeah, because you've been berating her, berating her, berating her all season with uh, Twilight knockoffs and jabs and digs. She's coming um, for you, man. Do, do you not think every time we start recording true crime, she goes, fucking Twilight, fucking Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man it's cool I mean it's been a, it's been a nice process for me this season it's been nice to sort of work my way through episode to episode I feel like I've grown I feel like I've I've, I've brought more to the table as we go each week and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been... about time we start talking contract renewals for season six is it coming up? season six yeah I've, I've got a couple of applications. Um, okay. <laughs> I want names. I want names and addresses. I'll take them out. <laughs> uh, no, you, you, you are, you're not, you're not a guest. You're not a guest co-host for a season. You know that you're, you're here permanently now. Indeed. indeed you, man. You've, you've signed on for the long haul. So if you had any ideas of like taking a fucking, a season, taking a season, break taking season, a season sabbatical, you fucked right up. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm dedicated to the cause. Dedicated to the cause. Unless maybe we'll do a poll. Maybe we'll do a poll at the end of the season. We'll see if people want my return. We'll let the people decide. This is a European podcast after all. Should you I know, have said that? Do, do you know what? You, you, you've said it now. It has to happen. That <laughs> our, um, When we get to the bonus episode, with the bonus episode, we'll go a poll. Should Mark return as co-host or should I find someone else? Oh, no, man. Because imagine if I get booted. You'll have to follow through with it as well, and that'd be so devastating. <laughs> I'd be devastating for me, and I imagine just as devastating for you. I can set up multiple accounts as long as I have time to prepare. I can set up enough accounts to swear the vote. <laughs> if if you got booted as well, I'd have to send you the results as who voted you off. Oh yeah, I would demand names. <laughs> Elise, he didn't like Buffy. Fuck. <laughs> Heather, he fucking said Twilight, bastard. <laughs> Video tasties, he said no H5, wanker. No, um, I'm going to be on, I have already been on um, Video Tasties, H5. So you can go back and watch that. That will be entertaining for you, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. No, I'm not. You love H5. I prefer H5 to H4. I wouldn't go as far as saying I love it. No, no, no. You protested that you love H5. No, I protest that I love H5 more than I love H4. I've just realised, like, it's proper nighttime now and you're still sat there topless. Surely things have cooled down a little bit for you at this point. Uh, no, it's still very, very hot out here. And I've adjusted <laughs> the camera so you can't see my nipples. I mean, this is this is. Instagram. I insisted. You messaged me before we started recording tonight. Like, just so you know, it's very, very hot here in the conservatory. I'm going to have to wear, like, no top. I was like, well, you better be wearing nipple plasters. Are you wearing nipple plasters? I'm not. I adjusted the camera so you didn't have to see them. Is that because you didn't have nipple plasters to hand? Uh, I had nipple tassels and I didn't think you'd appreciate those. You know I would have screen grabbed that shit if you did. <laughs> exactly. I'm amazed you've not screen grabbed this. I have already. Ah, oh, damn it. 
Uh, well, maybe if I stand up and walk away and you see that I'm actually completely naked, it's my bare ass that walks away. You screen grab that too. No, we don't need to see that. I'll just before you go, I'll just grab this one real quick again. There we go. Lovely. Excellent. Lovely. Glad, glad <laughs> you enjoyed case. it. But if it was a black man, in case you get booted from the show. Yeah, 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 man. I need something. I was like, oh, he, he, he molested me. He made me record <laughs> this episode with no clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going down, man, you're coming with me. <laughs> oh man, you just turned me into Jimmy Savile. <laughs> Fuck. And on that note, I think it's a perfect time to say our goodbyes. <laughs> yeah, I do as well. Right, I'll uh, I'll speak to you next week. Oh, I do. Catch you next right. week. Cheers, mate. Thank you for listening to our latest edition of Horror Movie News. Uh, if you like this and you want to check out the main show, make sure you head over to our website which is yourunrunpodcast.com. Remember, you run the show.